Hi, I'm Sam Martin. And I'm Amy Hoggart. We're two women writers and lady comedians. And we play the two male hosts, hell-bent on explaining feminism in the Feminism podcast. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Feminism, the podcast for men, by men, for women. I'm Sam Martin. We're just waiting for Jamie, which is absolutely fine. Um, he said he'll be here within an hour, and that was just over an hour ago. And that's abs- I don't mind. I really don't mind, because, um, to be honest, this is just good practice for me. It's good practice, because I get to see what it's like being a host of this podcast without Jamie. And uh, see if I can fly solo. So let's give that a go. So let's crack on with the show. Um, so, the thing about feminism that we're going to talk about today is, um, we could talk about Jamie for a second, actually, because uh, I guess like he is our most sort of, you know, the foremost in our mind for sort of very interesting feminism topic, which is uh, sexual harassment, which I'm sure he wouldn't mind me talking, no, he, uh, he said not to talk about it, but I think if we talk about it in terms of the fact that He's definitely been found innocent and we're days away from receiving the outcome that he feels is, you know, certain. And that's absolutely fantastic. And in fact, you know, thinking about it sort of logically, it doesn't really matter for the cause of feminism whether or not Jamie is found innocent or if he's found guilty. Because it's a win-win if you think about it, because if he's found innocent, that's fantastic. He gets to go back to work at ITB, which he wants to do, and also means that there is a feminist chap in the workplace. Whereas if he, in fact, gets found guilty, then that's, you know, a sexual harassment predator swept out of the workplace and into a shed, and the ladies are safe as houses. So what can I say? Win-win. Um, oh, hang on a second, that's his car. Jamie's here. Hang on a second. Jamie's, he's just coming out the driveway. He's got a latte. I imagine that's a latte. He's got a Starbucks. He's got his travel mug with him. He's got his headphones on, looking relaxed. Here he is. He's just about to come in the... D- hey, mate! How are you? <laughs> nice to see you. Hi. How are you doing? Um, I don't, I'm not ashamed of this, but I'm in an emotional day. It's just quite, quite a big one so far. I'm not like I'm not gonna mince my words and pretend, you know. Yeah. That I can't talk about feelings. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just been like quite a hard one. It's just just that. Do you wanna talk about it? Do you wanna tell us what's been going on for you? Um Yeah, I suppose I can like give the listeners a rundown. Um it's just that basically like um I <clears throat> just been like you know, at home a lot, like, just on my own, bit emotional, bit teary, bit swept up in everything. And I'm Britain's biggest football fan. I actually support every single team in the UK, mm. um, focus on Premier League, but I do support everyone. And today, I was just watching two of my teams play each other. Yeah, which mm. is, you know, quite common for me, but it's never easy. So, Man U, Leicester, and I've supported Man U since I was a little boy. And... Leicester, I I just love them and I've been following them, supporting them since I was since I was a child. Yeah. So it, it's a lot. And um you know, it's three one man new. Um and I think there's just like we you know, it's just like life's ups and downs. So man new like recovered from injuries, everyone's back and form, but Leicester like there's just 
injury after injury. It's like an injury crisis. And so you just, you win and you lose with life. But it was great as my new supporter. It was great to see the whole team back. I just, I'm like watching it on my own and I, I mean, as you know, I'm not working at the moment, so I have more time to watch the game. You know, I'm not obviously in a relationship, which is fine, but there's just nothing to do. I just watch all my teams winning and then losing and then winning and losing. I never know what oh, I'm meant to feel. I don't even draw the curtains because you do get to watch the screen bear if the curtains are shut. You just do. And... If I need to go back to bed, I'll just bring the radio in with me. I don't need to get up. There's nothing to get up for. They're just going to win and then they're going to lose. And then they're going to win and they're going to lose. They're going to lose. Sorry, mate. No, I mean, you know, you don't deserve that. You don't, no. you know, it's really, you don't deserve that to lose, but... <sighs> You definitely did deserve the bit where you won, so... Cheers, yeah. Yeah. Just tiny, just like a really tiny question. Yeah. Thinking about it. And that's just somebody who knows you really well, because I know that this won't be obvious to you, yeah. you know, just like the average listener or whatever, but... Do you think there's any chance that maybe this is a little bit to do with the fact that, you know, you've been sort of fired for sexual harassment or whatever? No. No. Nine. Cool. Yeah, I just I just wanted to check. I just need I just want you know. So let's a crack on with the show and we have got some top super fun segments for you today with me and your man Jamie Hogger. Right, we're back again with what I'm imagining is a deeply anticipated segment. This series, we're really taking a deep dive into dating as a feminist. You know, really using the opportunity of having our lovely Jamie out in the field. Correspondent Jamie. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Our correspondent Jamie Hoggart, live on the ground, testing out dating for us. How's it going? Yeah, I just want to say that I feel really, really good. Hypothetically feel very, very good about how popular this storyline is. And I know that you'll all be uh, desperate to know what's going on with me and my heart and uh, my downstairs. So, yeah. Uh, I was anticipating a lot of messages. I was looking through. I haven't found any yet. And so what I've realised is that you are all nervously anticipating what's going on, but you don't want to put pressure on me, which I appreciate. The fact that you're not messaging, tweeting, getting excited is because it is high stakes. Yeah. And I know you're feeling it in your heart. Fantastic. Yeah, and also, I mean, let's not rule out the possibility that some of our wonderful listeners might be trying to date some of the same women as you. Yes. And being overlooked because the women that they're trying to date are actually dating Jamie. Thank you, Sam, for pointing out the obvious. A lot of you will probably be worried I'm taking your gals. Yes, I've raised the stakes. The competition is that much harder. However, a man like me restores a lot of women's faith in men, okay? Amen, brother. So, yes, Amen. thank you. So, you know, you think, oh, this better-than-me guy, he's muscular, he's very, very witty, he's a great laugh, he's one of the lads, he's sporty, he's athletic, he's a property owner, the women are flocking. This is a difficult guy to compete with, sure. But the women before thought that men were awful. Now they've met me. I forgot to mention that I'm feminist. That's the first thing that I usually say about myself. But yeah, I am a feminist man. You can take that for granted. Okay. But the premier male feminist podcast host, Mm. I'm imagining. Yes. It's changed me and it's made me tastier. It's made my kisses sweeter. 
So, yes, uh, you're welcome. Okay, so settle everyone's nerves a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Be still our beating hearts, Jamie. Mm. And uh, what we've got for you today, something very exciting. Mm. Jamie and I are actually hosting a masterclass on mm. feminist dating yes. throughout this series of the pod. And that's for no extra charge. You can get that, you know, wherever you listen to this, you're absolutely welcome. Mm -hmm. And the topic that we are tackling today is how do we write to them? Mm -hmm. How do we introduce ourselves? How do we set the tone for a gorgeous feminist experience mm. for both sides? Yes. And I imagine, Jamie, you have the answer, so off you go. Go ahead. Sorry, mate, I wasn't listening to anything you saying, so I was doing all the mmms just because... Oh. Yeah, no, I just got No, no, you did, though. Early. No, no, that's fair enough. They're all pretty much in the right place, actually. Okay, yeah, good. Well, should I go ahead? Yeah. Okay, I am going to answer my own question. Fabulous. I would have introduced it differently, probably, if I'd known, but... um. So writing to ladies on dating apps. Mm. So obviously with a lot of them, the women speak first. Mm. As an example, let's take a little look. So Jamie, if I can push for just go into your account for a second. Have we got here? Laura Jane, mm. lovely lass. She has written to Jamie. Hi Jamie, saw your profile. Thought we had a lot of things in common. Why don't you meet me here? That's nice, isn't it? It's like acting like it's like a nice little like a room or something she said that three days ago mm. two days ago 48 hours ago jamie responded hey yeah that's a good message yeah okay cool so do you want to tell us a bit about that yeah i'm a intimidating figure on dating apps the pics look really good you took them all actually in this computer chat and i say very clearly you know i work in tv so i do feel like having put myself out there so much in the profile it's up to the woman to wow me mm. so i like to play it cool i like to sit back let them take the reins this woman needs to work a bit hard if she wants some of that sweet jamie kiss yeah so i've just said hey and then left it to her. And she has responded, because I see that just a couple of hours after you sent that, she sent another one, it's mm. about 14 inches of text. So she's really gone to town and sort of talking about herself there. Mm. I won't read it out, because I feel like that maybe now is sort of edging into the, you know, invasion of privacy thing. But um, clearly a very good method. What are you going to respond next? So she sent that, when was it, yesterday? Yeah. I think I'll do a lol, maybe tomorrow or the day after. Yeah, lovely. I'm letting her be her. Yeah, letting her make the running. I'm sure she feels incredibly powerful. It's a feminist move, and if you look back through my other messages, I wait for the lady woman to say something, I'll always say, hey, I always say lol, and I just, that's really my pattern, I let them keep going, and then I arrange a date at my convenience. Do you give them any kind of chat before that or you just, you let them chat? Because I can see down here, I've just gone back into Leslie and yes. there's, you know, a good few paragraphs that she's written you and then mm -hmm. your hey, lol, yeah. sounds good. Mm. Then a really long message from her and then you've just written Shoreditch 7.30. Yeah, so that's unusual. For me, I'd normally write send pics before, oh. but she'd volunteered pics already. You can see pictures of her. Oh, yes. And Shoreditch is far away from me. So normally I'd be in the southwest saying, you know, whatever village at 7.30. But this time I was in London for the day. I wanted to meet a woman that night. I caught to the chase a bit. She already sent pics. We're good to go. Wonderful. But I didn't meet her in the end because when I got there, she wasn't up to scratch. How sad. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, I am sorry. And I realised part of my tips for the feminist gents out there is when they send pics, you have to make some rules about filters and she'd corrected quite a lot of stuff that I 
just don't have time for, unfortunately for her. So did you actually go to the date and you saw her? Yes. And then you decided? Yes. Did you let her know at all? No, or... I didn't know. I thought that'd be Neela just left. Yeah. So I see afterwards there's a couple of messages from her and like she's trying to get hold of you and you've just put Soz yes. family emergency. Yes, and then if you scroll down more, I've written this is Jamie's mother just to say that. The family emergency was that he died and so now she feels fine. Yeah, okay. That's a dignity thing, isn't it, I guess? Yes. Because my feminism involves me never letting a woman down harshly or always let a woman down through death. It is a rough world. It is a rough world out there. It's a rough world. Is it worth me sharing? I don't know. Maybe if there's... Because I was thinking about this, because you always say, you know, like, there are times that you can't get a Jamie, but you might be able to get a Sam. It's a best bet and there's a... Not worse. Thank you. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this, like, when we were talking, I was like, how would I respond to it? And I guess, you know, like, I don't want to toot my own horn. You know, like, I have been doing this a long time, the feminism thing. And also, you know, I live with a lot of women. A lot of women. You know, there is a dialogue that goes on between us all. Okay, maybe it's useful. Um, so if a woman, say, Leslie had messaged me that, I don't know what, you know, like, she said, hey, Sam, mm. how are you doing? I don't know, it looks nice where you are. Um, fancy your chat. And I'd probably start like, sure, let's get ourselves a chai and meet her here in five. Five? Yeah. Five minutes. Or five hours? Well, depending on when she's free, I guess. Well, we've had that problem before, is that you'll say, you know, excited to start the pod in five, and I have come five hours later. No, I get it, I get it. Um, I need to get my units. He's going to be using, okay, I say like, yeah, I'll be here for a try and already setting her at ease, making it a lovely space. And then maybe I'd say something like, I really hope you've had a nice day and that nobody has harassed you or like stolen your ideas at work. Right. Just really acknowledging, you know, the, the kind of pressures of how it is to be a woman. Maybe we could hold hands and that would be really nice and we could just get to know each other a bit better. Maybe I'll, I don't, Sherry Jamie, actually, I don't, I feel a bit out of my depth, if I'm honest. I think what's happened is that my sis cat, who I love, has put on a few pounds, you know, she's got twins rumbling around in there. And you've seen this Leslie lady, and you are really into her. Oh, I'm no, no, not in that. I mean, like, I'm just saying. I just wonder if. <sighs> Jamie. Married man. Well, you sound romantic. Oh, you see, this is all getting a bit complicated now because what I was going to say is it's not like I, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not allowed to do that. Well, but I mean. I think that you need lady chat a bit more, so maybe you could engage in some nice chat with her, you know, then you can get all the nice lady chat that you need from someone who doesn't hate you. Like, the, you know, the people on your life. Right, yeah. Um, thanks for a great segment, Jamie. Um, I think the, the listeners will have gotten a lot out of it. Yeah. And yeah, onwards and upwards, and may you meet the uh, woman of your dreams very, very soon. Yes. Okay, it's time for our series two feminist film review and this series we're looking at the classic 90s female-led extravaganza that is a league of their own jamie have you uh, had a chance to see it yet uh let, sorry let me think back um not yet no, no, no. well that's okay you brought a lot to the table with the frida stuff having not seen that so i look forward to your objective insight 
I think it's going to be very valuable. Yeah, because what I think I was trying to show the listeners last season when I managed to review the film Frida without having seen it is that you don't need to have seen a film to have a lot to say about it. So I haven't watched whatever the film is. I can't remember the name. Leave your own. Okay, um, I'll, have to take, I'll have to trust you on that. But yeah, I'm happy to tell you what I think. Well, that's great. As I said, it's always good to get your input on anything. And probably you can get a bit bogged down by having, you know, seen the thing. I'm bringing to it my own thoughts and feelings, and that comes with its own problems. Exactly. You really hit the the nail there, actually, on its um, top, on its head. So if you have seen a film, what you're going to do is you're going to come at it from a very rigid perspective. You've seen it, you know what's happened, and you're just going to stick to that. If you haven't seen it, your brain is just a lot more flexible. It's fertile land for um, your imagination to uh, fill in what is just gaps. That's true. So um, what I'll do then is I'll just fill the listeners in on the things that I've, I've watched on the screen. Yes. And the way that I felt about those things. And then you could come in perhaps with some more kind of, I don't know, intellectually high-minded yeah. critique. And I think that will give us a good, solid balance across the board and should help listeners get a real good grasp of it. Okay, just to give you a sort of top line, it's World War II, all the men have gone to war, and there's nobody left to play baseball. So they have a brilliant idea, which is, why don't we get the girls to do the baseball, touring around the country in these big arenas, while the men are away? And the girls are like, yeah, that would be great, because I was... Basically, a lot of them are milking cows, they're, you know, living with their dads, they're all kind of, they're not really up to that much, and they haven't got their husbands around, so what better way for them to get out and about, get a bit of exercise, meet new people, try a new experience, and have a have a crack at being a sports person. It's a really, really inspiring film. Um, is it appropriate to give you a note about the film? I know they make the film, but I, I do have a note. Yeah, I'm happy to just, just pass on. Well, yeah, sure. Jump in. Jump I in. just wonder whether they're missing the action of the story. So the starting point is the men have gone to war. Immediately I'm hooked. So why don't we go to the war with the men, see what's going on there? Because that's where the films happen, isn't it? In the trenches, you know. Right. I love a shot um, in the air. Dropping bombs, um, camaraderie. Gotcha, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So no, there is camaraderie. No, so but that bit. not baseball camaraderie, you know, soldier camaraderie, yeah. Uh, but I have to say, it's a top, top cast, and I can't believe that you weren't exposed to it at some point. So you've got Eugenia Davis, you know her from Thelma and Louise. Never heard of her. Not heard of her? No. Madonna, you ever heard of her? Yes, I have heard of Madonna, yes. <laughs> yeah, so Madonna's in it. And she's honestly not bad. She's not bad. Really? Oh. Yeah. And she's the kind of driver, you know, the one that's like, let's go out and go boozing. And anyone seen my bosoms or anyone not seen yes, my bosoms? Like that sort bit of thing. Obvious, you know, yeah. Bit bawdy. Bit it's bawdy. not helping the cause, love. Yeah. It's not helping the cause. But I guess, you know, something for the lads, something to, you know, drawing in the patriarchy to get this message across that, you know, women women can do sports too. Right. And and do you agree with that by the end of the film? I think, you know, Obviously, don't want to spoil it for everybody, but the war ended. Right. And all the men came home, and they had they had this big thing where they're like, okay, thanks very much for doing the baseball while we were away, but 
someone's got to make the dinner. That is the thing, isn't it? And, and it really does say something like, you know, what is the limits of feminism? Mm. And um, it's not for us to say, but I do think it's, I do think that we just said it. Yeah. No, I, I know. It's, I was thinking if I was a character in it, you know, like sometimes for me, it's, it's, it's helpful for me to imagine myself as a, as a character within the film to kind of give it a bit more, mm. you know, meaning. And that's just how I view things. But I was like, what if I heard their plight? I would have made darn sure that I had a league ready for when the boys came back. Right. So you'd have sorted it out for them. Yeah. Yeah, I would have made sure. I think like that was the thing maybe that was missed. I think it is good to work out what you would do in a film because a lot of the time I'm watching something and it's not about me and I don't relate to it. Yeah, I find that. But as soon as you can make it about you, you're instantly involved. And honestly, if I was in a film, a war film, I would be, yeah. you know, I'd be in the army and I would be winning the war. So from my... Well, that's kind I... of, that's how I imagined you, like, in the characters, obviously I imagine you're, you're a character as well. Yeah. And I just thought, like, you'd probably be in a plane or something. Maybe you'd fly over at some point and we'd all salute you. I think I'd fly over in a plane and then I'd show you from the plane a bomb and the bomb mm. would say, you know, Nazis on it. Yeah, then I for, would... for the baseball or something like that. Yeah. Home run. Something about home run, maybe. Something. I don't watch baseball because it isn't football, but I then would fly over to the Nazis and smash them all up. Yeah. And then win the war. And honestly, if I'd had my way, we're talking 1939 at the latest. Hmm. Would have been a different film, shorter film. Yes. But ultimately, you know, could we say it would be a worse film? I don't. I don't believe it would be. I think it would be a film that would be more of a documentary and it would be yeah. called, you know, Jamie Hoggart, Hero's Flight. Oh, mate, that's actually... Which is a film I would watch. Yeah, no, I would too. We should uh, we should write up a treatment at some stage and just see... I'm happy to, yeah, because I can picture yeah. it at work or, you know, whenever I go back, I can picture it. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, wonderful. Great stuff. Thank you for your contribution, Jamie. Excellent, as always. Thanks for listening to Femanism. We're now available on Patreon, so if you'd like to support the cause and receive bonus content, please head to Patreon and sign up to Femanism. And that's spelled F-E-M-A-N-I-S-M. We've just put the word man in the middle of feminism. Femanism is a Podmonkey original written and performed by Sam Martin and me, Amy Hoggart.